if you were asked, what's one thing you wish that you were better at? It probably wouldn't take you very long to come up with an answer. You might name a relationship, or perhaps relationships in general, something related to communication or seeing to others' needs. You may name a hobby that you wish you were more proficient at. You may name certain aspects of your work life, something in your portfolio that you were more talented at handling. You may name something related to a practice of faith that you have long considered beginning, or one that you already observe that seems to be floundering. Or you may name some other habit or behavior that either you wish you could do away with or that you could do more competently. We may know, at least in our minds, what will help. And in a word, it is practice. After all, the old saying goes, practice makes perfect. But we're a long way from perfect. And the pursuit of perfection actually may sabotage us right from the start. When we turn out not to be experts at something immediately, we may be prone to give up or to slip back into the same routines and behaviors that we're trying to modify or break. Fortunately, there are other ways to think about practice and about what it takes to make these changes in our lives. Welcome to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. This week's podcast has a bit of an autobiographical route to it, based on something that has come up for me since the beginning of the year, and in particular, something that I recently achieved. I've been participating in karate for just over three years now. And this past Friday evening, as this has been recorded, I received my brown belt the last Friday of February. In the grand scheme of things, this belt is two ranks away from my being able to test for black. Now, when I first started just over three years ago, I never was really able to imagine that I'd be able to get this far. 
I remember being a white belt at the back of the room, looking up at the advanced ranks who were help leading the classes up at the front of the room, and I just could not fathom being able to one day reach that level. It took a lot of requirements and time and skill development, all of which seemed far beyond my reach when I was just starting out. And even leading up to the test, as in a month or more away after it became clear that I would soon be able to go through this, it still seemed too difficult. I knew that the test itself would be demanding, and it was strange to think that I would soon be going through what I had seen others go through before me. So to help with this, both to help ease my anxiety about it, and also to just in general try to come up with a game plan for figuring out how to best prepare myself, I set up a practice schedule for the month of February. And I used a chart developed by the author and creator Austin Kleon, where he would line up a chart of days of the week, and it, the way that it's labeled is it says practice, and you end up sucking less. It's his practice suck less chart. The idea being that every day that you practice, by the end of a certain set of weeks by the end of a month where you have done something every single day, you suck less. And so every day in February, I had Cleon's chart next to me, and I did something to prepare for my test. There would be certain days that I ran to build up endurance. There were certain days where I would practice different techniques on the bag. There were certain days where I would practice other techniques that I would have to go over during my test. I like to think that all of this preparation and all of this checking off of boxes ending up ended up making a difference. I did notice that certain things did come more easily to me than they might have otherwise if I hadn't prepared the way that I had. But other things were still a bit rough to get through. They took extra concentration and extra perseverance. I still wasn't perfect. But I sucked less. The notion of practice in general is one that I'm focusing on this year. Every year for nearly a decade now, I have been choosing one word 
to live by. According to the principles of a website called One Word 365. And so my word for this year is practice. To practice different areas of my life where I would like to see some form of improvement, karate being among them. Now I offer up this brown belt example. Not to seem like I'm exceptional. As I've already mentioned, I suck less. But there are still certain things that you could reasonably say I still kind of suck at. What I'm more interested in doing, in lifting up this personal story, is to show one instance, one recent instance, that I have experienced where practice made a difference. Think of something that you want to become better at. I mentioned a bunch of possibilities and examples in the intro. Maybe you want to become better at relationships. Maybe there's one particular relationship that you can think of that could use a bit of work and attention and intention. Or maybe just how you handle them in general. Maybe there are certain things where you want to become more intentional about listening to others, or communicating your needs to others, or responding to the needs more effectively of those that you care most about. Or maybe there's some hobby that you love or some hobby that you want to begin, where you want to develop yourself. Or maybe there's some aspect of your work life that you want to develop. Maybe you want to become more integrated with your coworkers, more dependent on one another, team building, as it were. Or maybe there's some aspect of your work that wish you wish you could handle more efficiently. Or maybe there's something related to faith. Maybe you want to develop a prayer life at all, or you want to further develop a prayer life that you've already established. Or maybe you want to work on reading the Bible or your other sacred text more regularly, or Try to understand some other aspect of your faith more extensively. Or maybe there's some habit, some basic habit that you want to start. You want to exercise more. You want to eat better. Or maybe there are established ones that you want to break. With any of these... The basic way to get better at any of them is to practice, which, by definition, is the act of doing something over and over and over again in order to get better. And there's that saying that helps encourage practice, practice makes perfect. In other words, the more we practice the better we become.
Now, this saying, practice makes perfect, it's well taken. And it may initially motivate us. It may help us to get off the couch in order to just get started. And it will help us to keep with a routine or a schedule for at least the first few days or the first few weeks. But after that, something else happens. Maybe it stems from not being able to see any difference just yet. Maybe it comes from the realization of just how long this is going to take. Or maybe it just comes from the mundane and the boring nature of doing something over and over and over and over again. Practice makes perfect. But after we realize we're not perfect yet, that can become discouraging and sabotaging. After that initial excitement wears off, we can start to get into trouble. That possibility, that sense of what we could be able to do on day one is eventually replaced by the dull repetition of day seven or day 14 or day 30, if you make it that long. That's when we start to wonder how much longer it's going to take to see any kind of results at all. How much longer, we may ask, until I can feel like something, like anything, is happening? How much longer, we might ask, until this begins to feel more natural, until we're not having to think about it all the time, that, that it just becomes part of who we are? I have to say, our first obstacle to practicing is our own expectations. Before getting into the other stuff, before getting into how we're going to approach this new habit forming, this breaking of old habits, this practice routine, this schedule making, we need to be honest about what we expect. And those expectations especially need to focus on the process rather than the results. Don't get me wrong. It's good to set goals. It's good to envision what we eventually want to achieve. But in the meantime, we are better left to focus on what needs to happen on a particular day, the day right in front of us, to ask, what do we need to do to cross this day off of our chart? And below that question, within that question, is the recognition of how routine our practice schedule will need to be. 
We may hope for perfection down the road, but on any given day, settling for becoming more proficient than the day before will be key for us. So having said everything that I've already said about practice, it still leaves us with the question of where do we begin? Where do we begin with establishing some kind of a regular routine to practice, to keep ourselves on track? As I've mentioned, one of the main pitfalls with developing any kind of routine like this is that we may start off really motivated, feeling really positive, having a lot of energy for the first week or so. But when the energy dies down, what do we do after that? So the real question, when, when we ask where do we begin, it's, it's really not about where do we begin. We may be plenty motivated to begin. The better question is how do we continue? As you may already know, and as has already been strongly implied, most of this is mental. Most of this involves disciplining our minds to think in certain ways, to avoid those rationalizations that will cause us to, well, maybe just this once I'll skip. Or, well, I just don't have the time today. Or, well, it's been a week and I don't feel any different, so maybe this really isn't working. James Clear wrote a book, a bestseller, that I recently read as part of my own practice journey this year. It's called Atomic Habits. And one of the observations that he makes is usually when we're beginning to falter, on our new routine that we're trying to get going, our first mistake, he says, isn't the one that will break us. It's the ones that are compounded after that. Those continual rationalizations that we make, at that point, it becomes all the more critical to get back on track. So again, how do we continue? Clear, his entire book is wonderful. 
and I would highly recommend it. And I've included a link to it in the description, the show notes to this episode. But the whole principle of atomic habits is starting small and slowly building over time, putting atoms together, in other words, one by one by one, until you begin to see what the atoms are creating. Early in the book, Clear uses the example of an ice cube. He invites the reader, picture an ice cube in front of you on a table. And at 29 degrees, nothing's happening. The ice cube remains unchanged. So you turn it up one degree. It's 30 degrees. Still, there is no change that you can detect. So you turn it up to 31 degrees. And still, the ice cube is just sitting there. But then, he says, you increase that degree one more to 32, and something starts to happen. The ice cube finally begins to go through a change that you can see. Sticking with a new habit or a new routine, it can be frustrating, especially if you don't immediately see any kind of progress. But over time, as you gradually turn up the degrees in your dedication, in what you're able to do, then eventually some kind of an observable breakthrough happens. Some point, you get to some point where the results are finally more noticeable. And at that same point, perhaps, the practice that you have had to hold in your mind every day in order to keep up with it starts to become more unconscious. You begin to do it without thinking, or you begin to notice when you don't do it. Maybe you couldn't see it happening before, but it was building that whole time, degree by degree by degree. But being willing to put up with a certain amount of time where nothing really seems to be happening, that is one of the answers to how do we continue. Another observation that Clear makes, and one that I've mentioned earlier in this episode, is that it's important to set goals, but the system that we put in place to pursue that goal is more important. Because the system that we put in place is how we get there. 
people who know me well know how much I like college football. And of course, the goal of any college football experience or game is to win the game. But what led to the win long before the team even stepped on the field was a number of things, a system of things. Recruiting, conditioning, what you do during practice, the medical procedures and staff that you have in place to care for injuries, the relationships between coaches and players, the system of communication that is in place throughout the program. All of these sorts of things goes into a system. And how well that system operates contributes to that end goal of winning a game. How you track and keep and build a habit, your system, is how the goal happens. Now, there are a number of ways to build a system. A number of ways to keep track of progress, a number of ways to see how well your system is working for you. One is to track your progress, to track what you do each day. I've mentioned the Austin Kleon chart, practice and suck less. Or you might keep a daily log of some kind, some little notebook that you carry with you, and on a such and such a date, you can say, well, I did this today in pursuit of my goal. Another possibility might be some kind of a reward system. Maybe you set a series of smaller goals in order to reach a bigger one, and every time you reach one of those smaller goals, you treat yourself. Now, this one could get you into trouble because it might cause you to backtrack depending on what your goal is exactly. But nevertheless, rewarding yourself, being kind to yourself in small ways or maybe larger ways can help you build a successful system. Having some kind of an accountability partner, somebody to check in with, somebody who will be willing to say, hey, have you done your thing for your goal today? Have you done your thing for your system today? A couple weeks ago, my wife was put on some medication to treat something that she's been dealing with. And this particular medication, it, it's you take one pill twice a day. And so my, my little contribution to helping her remember was I would set two alarms on my watch. One in the morning and one in the evening. And it would be labeled pill. Just 
my own way of, of helping her stay on track. And it has worked pretty well. Even, even the kids are in on it. They, when it's about that time, they ask, Hey, Mom, did you take your pill? So it's really become a, a group effort. Having, having someone or a couple of someones in your life to check in with who will be able to say to you, hey, have, have you done that thing today yet, can really be a difference maker. None of this has to be forged alone. Another possibility in building your system is to weave your practice into other activities. Or, as Clear puts it, to stack them on top of each other. In one of my books, Prayer in Motion, I talk about how prayer can be woven into a variety of other activities. Whether you're at work, whether you're exercising, whether you're traveling, whether you're doing daily chores. Weaving prayer, if, if prayer is something that you really want to, to build up for yourself, a better routine, a better practice of prayer, maybe every night while you're doing the dishes, that becomes your prayer time at the same time. Clear puts it a little differently. He talks about how as soon as you get done doing one thing, that that becomes a, a sort of cue for you to do something related to your habit or to your practice. So, as an example, he says, as, as soon as you get home from work, you immediately put on your clothes to exercise in. So the exercise is not, it, it, it becomes the practice, but that little habit of immediately changing into your gym clothes helps you to get into the right mindset, making it a point to immediately change when you get home, helps you to build that system and that habit. There are so many other possibilities that Clear talks about and that maybe you could come up with for yourself. But building that system, not just saying, well, I'm going to start eating better. Well, I'm going to start exercising more. Well, I'm going to pray more often. They're nice sentiments. But in order to stay on track... Building a system that works for you will help you to actually do the practicing that you wish to do. And the big key, as Clear says, and as I've said already, is focusing on the day-to-day. To focus on the atomic, to focus on that one box right in front of you, the box representing today that you can X out after you have done what you need to do. In order to get just a little bit better at that guitar chord, or in order to get just a little more precise with your cuts in woodworking, or to get a little more precise in the way that you are able to stitch. 
in knitting. Or the way that you're able to make one better choice toward a goal of healthy eating. Or in order to get just a little bit faster at running. Focusing on the day-to-day and tweaking the system over time. Slowly turning up the degrees will help us not only stay on track, but build those small changes and those small increments that slowly build day after day. And what we do today will help us build toward what we'll be able to do a little bit better tomorrow, or a week from now, or a month from now. Eventually, the ice cube starts to melt. Eventually, enough degrees have been turned up such that the breakthrough happens and we can look behind us and notice how far we've come. Maybe, maybe one day, we will reach a place where we can call ourselves, in some sense, perfect. But day by day, degree by degree, box by box, atom by atom. It is better for us to settle for proficient. Thank you for listening to the Coffee House Contemplative Podcast. I'm Jeff Nelson. You can find more about my writing, including the four books that I have written, at coffeehousecontemplative.com. You can also find me on various social media accounts, facebook.com slash revjeffnelson, and boldroastrev on both Twitter and Instagram. Have 